Maybe, can I give you some uh, marriage, marriage advice? Love to have it. Don't fish on the weekends. I don't anymore. Now that, yeah. now that, yeah. <laughs> now that I have a fishing job. <laughs> I mean, but. though, I will tell you that it, the, the, there is like a asterisk to that rule of if uh, a tropical storm rolls through, then you can normally squeeze a Saturday in. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was curious. But you might have issues with that rule in Utah. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. there's no tropical storms in Utah. Yet. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> to the smooth log. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to uh, the Rough Log Podcast. No, damn it, the smooth smooth log. It's it's. It's just the Skiff Wanderer podcast. Oh. Adam, you've, you've completely ruined this introduction. Uh, this is episode two, and uh, if you can't tell by now, in the first five seconds, we have gone through and upgraded our audio. I have uh, made my audio guy fly down to Texas and come fishing with me. Uh, I'll let you guys go ahead, though, and introduce yourselves. All right. Who are you? Let me just get real closer. <laughs> we're, ge- we're geeking out over these headphones. I don't know. We, we've never done podcasts this way. No. And mine's kind of a jerry rig situation, but y'all actually have mics, but I have to hold this camera, which is, has a mic on top, and talk into it. So, so, so you can really tell that you are the camera and audio guy. Yes. Yeah. You, you jerry rigged this contraption. I really did. Okay. This, and it works. Yeah. So I am Bryant Patterson. And I am a decent fisherman. Nope. Bad fisherman, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and uh, we'll put the bar really Actually, low. Actually, let's, let's, I don't want to give these people any. This pulse. is episode two. We need room to improve over time. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me scratch that. Okay. I'm Bryant. I suck at fishing. There it is. That's, that's a, a little low. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. I like fishing. Okay. How about yeah. that? Okay, yep. that works. Yep. I like fishing. Nobody can take that away from you. Yeah. Yeah, and then it then it's my thing. Right. It's not like right. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Okay, love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what's going on here. I got to boost uh, Adam. Uh, gotta get, gotta look at that segue right? into Adam's introduction of himself. Hey, I'm Adam. I like to party. I like to party. <laughs> Um, do you want us to go like into, yeah, how, into detail? I don't like, know. I mean, I could yeah. tell some. Oh, yes. So anyways, <laughs> okay. I got Adam and Bryant with me. Um, nice. If you guys don't know who Adam and Bryant are, that's probably good. But if you'd like to know who they are, they're part of the uh, Wildfly series. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. 
Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Short bus. Short bus. Yeah. 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 And Short bus uh, diaries. Yes. You guys want to tell us about that? They're this is kind of neat. Yeah, they're on the internet. Um, YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, YouTube, my tube. There, they can watch it on their tube. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> we've we've had a fun four days fishing down here in Texas. But basically, short bus. Uh, you guys, what you found a bus and you pimped it out to yeah. ride around in trout fish out west. Yeah, so we've shot two volumes. Yep. Um, it was originally uh, we were. It, is kind of something that we've done some similar projects to in the past. But one day we were just kind of talking about some upcoming projects, what we could, something new and a little different. And uh, Bryant over here is just kind of constantly coming up with new good video ideas. He just spits them out. I'm an idea guy. It's (laughs) really hard for me to execute. Um, You have margarita dripping all from your staff. That's just saving it. That pulp. It's going to be nice later. So one day we were on the phone and Bryant was just like, all right, guys, here it is. We buy a bus and we convert it to a fishing rig. And I don't know what it was, but it definitely struck a nerve with me. And I was like, the the next day I was on Craigslist looking at buses. And later that week we bought one. And Bryant was like, holy shit, (laughs) we're actually like doing this? Like this is actually happening. (laughs) Um, Well, we were, what drew us in, it was so cheap. Oh, so cheap. Yeah. Um, so we've shot two volumes. First, the really the first volume was mostly proof of concept for ourselves. We totally self-funded the first one with the two other guys, Steven, my business partner for Blue Line, and Scotty, who owns Wildfly. And so we totally self-funded the first uh, episode just to kind of see how it would do, what we needed, how the bus was working, things like that. Then we recently shot volume two. Mm-hmm. And had a ton of fun with that one. That was in Montana. That one was quite a bit bigger. That was a much bigger production than yeah. Volume One. And then uh, we currently are gearing up for Volume Three. Uh, so we're going to Colorado, leaving Check in it out. two weeks from the date of filming this. From, yeah, filming this. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know when this can come out. Me neither. So yeah, basically, what Short Bus is is just we. We're not like I was just joking a while ago about sucking at fishing and and like we we don't take it too seriously and that's, that's kind of like what short bus is about like we we wanted to just kind of have fun with with the sport of fly fishing and we wanted to go on go on a trip with our with our best buddies and like it's a it's just a fun thing to kind of all get around and and like go execute a trip while on this kind of cool bus and like you we get to outfit it the way we want to adam's really good at that and like just i don't know it's just it's been kind of a cool thing to to see come to fruition because we all love fly fishing even though i was joking about it a second ago but like we it really is fun it takes you to some really cool places and allows you to meet really cool people and the bus is like kind of something to all get behind it's kind of like that kind of DIY symbol. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Guess. So we definitely one of the things that we were really trying to put together was like, we don't want 
you know, you see a lot of these videos of people that that are doing that are fly fishing in some like incredible places, doing some really cool stuff that everyone wishes that they could do, but isn't maybe attainable or very relatable. Yeah. So that's where we wanted short bus diaries. That was one of the things from that phone call I mentioned earlier that we were like, all right, how can we make a video or what kind of video content could we make? Hey, could you please talk closer to the mic? Yeah. I just had to make sure I fit that, you know, in a pod. Like if you have a podcast, I feel like at some point you have to tell somebody like, hey, yeah, can, hey, you, hey, can, can you, you talk closer to the mic? Can you just be worse? <laughs> Less? Thank you. Don't worry. We're, I'm just getting you guys trained up for Scotty. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Scotty appreciates it. Um, I don't know what I was saying. You guys oh, were on a oh, phone the, call. Yeah. So we were, we're definitely when we were on a phone. Part of our phone call that we were, I mentioned earlier was, you know, how can we make a video that is very relatable? How could we continue to relate to people who are either new to the sport, interested in the sport, beginner, beginners in the sport, instead of making videos for people that, you know, maybe you really would might have to be more experienced to appreciate the full volume of that mm-hmm. or the full scope of a video. Yeah. Um, so that's where the short bus kind of idea yeah. came around. And like, <clears throat> we're going to go to some cool places, but we definitely want to like keep it relatable. Like you said, like, yes. and like, we want these trips to be like, uh, we plan on like coming out with stuff like in the future, like trips, like having like a, like a packing list or something like that. Yeah. Or like, a like, like giving the viewers like a, like a budget. Or something like, like kind of like what we spent on this trail. Like, hey, you can do this too. Yeah. No, and I mean that's like I think that's definitely something that there's a lot of people out there that want to see. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times you know you get into like oh I want to go on this awesome trip and then everything out there content wise that you're gonna ingest trying to prepare for it makes it look like okay let me just save up enough to buy a nice car. Right. And then right. I can go and it's like no just. Get in your car, grab a rod, maybe a pair of boots, with or our, some chacos. With our bus, good. it was fifteen hundred bucks. Oh, was, was that scam? Scam likely? Scam likely. Stop <laughs> calling me, please. <laughs> was it? Uh, I think the bus was eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred is what is what we spent on the fir- the original bus. Regardless, so we, we were in it like twenty two hundred with upgrades. Yes, it was okay. so cheap, and then split <clears throat> split between four guys. Right. Yeah. That's so cheap. I mean. Yeah. I don't know math, but that's not like you should be able to come up. You might, you should have that much money that you could put into a fishing trip. If you yes. saved up for a little bit, you had to request time off, you know, from your, your day job ahead of time. That's an attainable amount of money that you could put together to go do something really super fun with your friends. Oh, for sure. Definitely. So that's kind of what we were, we were going for. It's just, it's kind of saying, Hey, like get out there and do this stuff for yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. So you guys, um, one of the things that like y'all aren't from out West. No, no, no. So we kind of grew up. So we'll give the real introductions, I guess now. Yeah. (laughs) So me and Adam grew up in Huntsville, Mm -hmm. Alabama, and there is not really much of a fly fishing scene there. And it's weird that we're both from there and we both fly fish a good bit. Yeah. Because there's there's zero fly fishing. Well, that there's was not a lot. That was like like getting to know you guys over the last few days a little more in depth. What something I thought was was really cool about the the whole small bu- uh, short bus thing is that you th- three of y'all are from Alabama. Yes, you three of us Steven. are from the hometown. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then Scotty's from North Carolina, right. which has some. Which has yeah, some, right. Definitely a lot more than where we're at. Oh yeah. But then you guys are like, well, let's go out west. Yeah. And yes. So I and, think, and I think it's crazy because like you guys also, like you guys, three of y'all grew up in the same hometown, but y'all didn't grow up together. No. We did not, but Stephen and I did. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know him until a couple of years ago. Yeah. Which is, it's something that I, as, as I've gotten more into the fly fishing world, it's something that I've really enjoyed is that fly fishing just brings you to meet yeah. just almost random people, but like awesome people. Like it, just like people that like you never would be like, oh, I'm going to go and hang out with this guy. But it's like, hey, do you, you want to go fly fishing? Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. It's like a, it's a mindset. We, we talk about this a lot. It's a mindset of like. I don't even, it, it's, you can, so what, what I've said a lot is I can go into like a bar and if I don't know anyone in there, if I can find someone that is like a rock climber or like a whitewater kayaker or like some sort of sport like that, where you're kind of in the same situation, like you can, t- you can relate to them. Yeah. Like you're, you're both out there seeing the same yeah. things. Like, well, maybe not a rock, a rock climber, but like they have a better vantage point of the river. I guess so. They just at least back home, like we have a lot of rock climbers, like in our in our canyons, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. And I don't know where I was going with that, but it to me, it's kind of like that scene from Step Brothers, like, oh, you fish, but but do you actually fish? Wait, do you fly fish? Do we just become best friends? I think so. (laughs) John Stamos. There's there's something out there that that connects everyone. I guess it's just enjoying the outdoors and like kind of roughing it out there. Yeah. Like all those all those different sports kind of rough it out there and kind of do similar. Yeah. Yeah. But it but so, I I guess what like interesting or or different I, I don't know, there's something different though about fly fishing cuz like if you start talking to somebody about just fishing and this is probably going to sound a little douchey. If you start talking to somebody about fishing, like it's not always the same thing of like, oh, well, let's go buy a bus and drive out west and go fishing. <laughs> Someone's going to crucify me for this, but I think it's just a deeper appreciation for fishing. Yeah, I, is what I fly fishing is. It, it is weird because like my like my mom. I mean, my mom gets like what we do. Like she's been on a couple like fishing trips with with us or whatever, and she she understands that it's different than that. But when she tells her friend, she's just like, oh yeah, my son likes to fish. And I'm just, I'm just kind of like, I kind of cringe a little bit. I'm like, like that kind of makes me feel like I sit on a cooler on the edge of a lake with a bobber, bobber, which sounds like, I mean, I wouldn't be, sounds like a great time, but that's a very different level than I bought a bus (laughs) (laughs) and built, built a camper van, whatever you want to say out of a bus. bus. And I drive it around out West. That's a very different level of, yeah how much i'm into this yeah yeah, yeah it's it's kind of scary so yeah well coming from alabama like we definitely had that we kind of developed that diy spirit yeah pretty, i mean pretty you had early. to there was yeah. no other way it's like drive five hours this direction to go catch some trout some like actually decent trout or go 32 hours the other direction <laughs> and go fish for trout in montana yeah and so it was all DIY, and so that's the that's the cool thing about the short bus deal, is because it really encapsulates kind of that DIY 
Just go do it. Mindset. Yeah. 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 Do it. And it, I mean, as we were mentioning earlier, we get blown up in our messages. Hey, where do we fish? Where do we go? What do we, how do I do this? Yeah. And I, I definitely get that a lot of people want to know those answers, but on the flip side, we never, never, we never had people that told us that it's just the only thing that you can do is just spend time on the water doing it. And so, you know, hopefully these people, you know, that ask us these questions, you know, are trying to hope, hopefully figure some stuff out on their own. Right. Um, I mean, it's same as here. Like if I was coming down here, it would, I mean, there's definitely a really sharp learning curve to figure out like, okay, there are fish here and it's even harder coming and fishing with you out here in the salt. And you're like, this is a whole ocean. It's yeah. not like a river. It's not like, not like, okay, well there's fish in this river. Let's now we just got to find them. Like yeah, that's just yeah. point A to point B verse coming down here. It's like, Oh wow. This is, I mean, even I'm a little overwhelmed looking at some of the flats we went to like, man, I don't even know where I'd start here. Um, but I also don't do a lot of saltwater fishing. So yet, 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 yet. We're working on it. I, I got the bug. Yeah. yeah, I really do. Yeah. I mean, you put a, <clears throat> you know, a decent 25 inch redfish on the end of a, essentially a cane pole. And it's like, wait a second. Hold up. We can do this all the time. And that was kind of the thing Hold for up. me. Like when I, like <laughs> when I landed my first redfish on the fly, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be able to stop doing this. <laughs> Great. Okay. Shit. I get that. Well, this is going to be my life now. And, nope. uh, I'm going to go and apologize <laughs> to my wife now. Cause I'm going to be fishing too much. And she, I think understands it. Yeah. I get you that. Know. Well, you come back home happier. Yeah. You're in a good mood. She's right. definitely Your wife me probably understands. Yeah. Too. No, I've definitely been told like, Hey, um, Go fishing. Go fishing. <laughs> oh, I don't get told that. <laughs> can, I get told, can you please, God, not f- fish this weekend? Oh, well. Oh, well, I had, I had something can I give you? Can I give you some uh, marriage, marriage advice? Love to have it. Don't fish on the weekends. I don't anymore. Now that, yeah. now that, yeah. now that <laughs> I have a fishing job. <laughs> I mean, but. though, I will tell you that it, the, the, there is like a asterisk to that rule of if uh, a tropical storm rolls through, then you can normally squeeze a Saturday in. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was curious. But you might have issues with that rule in Utah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. there's no tropical storms in Utah. Yet. Yet. Global, warming oh, let's on just keep Global it, warming's I, on its way. I just like to keep things open. <laughs> you know, this is the internet. Someone might come back and be like, yeah, well, one time a tropical storm did hit Utah. Probably not. I mean, not recently. Like, yeah. A few thousand years ago, maybe. I mean, it happens. <laughs> um. Anyways, back to back yeah. to <laughs> a little little derail. Uh. But back to kind of who who we are, I guess. So as Bryant was saying, we definitely grew up as with this very DIY, uh, nature of like uh, mindset, I guess, of like, all right, if you want to fish, you're not going to go talk to a fly shop. You're not going to go. No. You know, it's it's not like you just go ask someone, "Hey, man, where? Hey, where? Oh, you were fishing the other day. Where did you go?" And they're not gonna have any information about flies. So, very DIY, very figure it out yourself. A lot of time spent on the water, disappointed, trying to figure out how to do this. Right. For so, the both of us. So, like Alabama, fly fishing. Like, what are you guys going after up there? Um, yeah. our, our favorite is smallmouth. Yeah. That's my favorite. I think I can say that's Adam's favorite. Oh yeah. 
Um, we got that. We have some of the best largemouth bass fishing in mm-hmm. the world. I don't really like fishing for them because they're not. A, I don't think they're as cool. Yeah. Um, then we have redfish, I guess, down yep. way south. Way south. Mo- Mobile Bay. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we have some trout rivers. Uh, we live in the like extreme northern part of the state in, in Huntsville mm-hmm. is where we're from. And so we're like 20 to 30 minutes from the Tennessee line. And so there, there are trout rivers like in that bottom portion of Tennessee. So you can get some trout. Yeah. But yeah. Quick, quick day trips to the Smoky Mountain National Park. Not, yeah, that's maybe like not three, day trip, weekend trips, but three and a half hours probably. Yeah. Qu- oh, that's not bad. Quick trip over to the Smokies, or uh, there's a lot of really cool. If you are into bass fishing, there are a lot of really cool bass rivers to fish. Not just smallmouth, yes. but smallmouth uh, yet. Spot. <laughs> smallmouth are the kind of southernmost extent range of native smallmouth habitat that yeah. way, that part of the world. Okay. So, or that part of the country, whatever. So, uh, their growing season is big, fish get big. It's yeah. a really cool spot to fish. But uh, North Alabama has the most diverse fish habitat in the country. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we have a ton of different species of black bass. So there's if you're kind of... Red eye. Yeah. yeah. I mean, red eyes. The, I mean, I don't, there's, a, there's a bazillion of them. Yeah. Talapusa. Spotted, the Talapusa. Kusa. Uh, oh, we have to... We're uh, we're videoing this as well. If you'd like to watch that on YouTube, and just so you know that uh, Sony's have a time limit and they shut off. So yeah. pause. Pause. We're, we're in a well, pause. while you're waiting there. Just uh, click subscribe. Go ahead and click subscribe. <laughs> do it. All right, and we're back. All right. Oh, do you want to hit the button? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the button. All right. So we just got, I just got this podcasting set up, and we found out that there's sound effects attached to it. Yep, that's one. Yep. There's actually a, there's a large crowd in my uh my dining room right now <laughs> cheering, watching cheering us. For that us. wasn't a sound effect. You need to do the uh like what is it like the 90s sitcom like laugh like Oh yeah. like the audience laughing like Oh my goodness. <laughs> like every time like every hey, time Adam tells a bad joke. Hey, I'm Adam. <laughs> 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 You're a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Tons of species of, of bass to fish for, and you kind of have to every once in a while just think of something a little interesting, like... Hold on. Okay. Pause. I'm, like, really bad about remembering if I did or didn't hit the record button. Were we recording? And yeah, we were. Okay, great. Do we set another timer? No, just go. Okay. Oh, no, I did set it. Okay, good. Thanks. So... <laughs> tons of tons of species of fish but what's kind of cool is every once in a while if things are getting a little i mean not necessarily boring but you're getting a little tired of maybe going to the exact same place you want a different change of pace it's a lot of fun to just say okay well i'm gonna go try to catch a different species of bass today i'm gonna go check out a different river i'm gonna go fish just somewhere else and see what's happening yeah and that that area of the world is fantastic for that no oh, that's really cool um, so as you guys, like you grew up doing that and then, uh, went out West. So how much have you guys done down in the salt up till, I guess this trip? So my first red fishing trip was, uh, three to four years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I planned a trip down here to Port A probably, probably three years ago. I, uh, 
I bet my first red trip, red fishing trip was four years ago. Yeah. I planned a trip down here. I was living in Dallas at the time. Was uh, like two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago. Yeah. And uh, so that was kind of my first experience. Like I had been on some deep sea stuff. Yeah. Some I I did some like fly fishing stuff, um, like down in like Mobile and Gulf Shores, and but it wasn't like that extensive. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my first time. I really haven't been at it long. I had never driven a boat like in the, in the salt until the, like probably three years ago. Yeah. And so it's all new to me and it's, it's really exciting. To yeah, me. for sure. You've, you've done it a lot more than I have. Um, yeah. So I don't know my first, I got into fishing and I probably actually got into trout and salt around the same time. Mm-hmm. Trout was just obviously much more accessible from yeah. where I was at without, without living, you know, within yeah. day driving distance to a beach. Yeah. But, um, fished a lot, uh, of saltwater before this, but really not a lot of redfish before this. Right. Um, so we, my, my folks like to vacation at some sort of tropical beach place, probably once a year for the past 10 or so years, 10 plus years. So once I kind of got enough f- fishing for bass and things like that and kind of started actually getting pretty proficient at fishing, casting, finding fish, I was like, man, I should try that mm-hmm. on like one of these trips. See if there's like a guide. Maybe that's f- something fun my dad and I could go do one afternoon together or something like that. Um, so started doing that uh, in kind of the Caribbean area more so. Okay. Um, and then have redfished quite a few times in like Alabama and Florida and Louisiana, but it never had never really even spent time in the state of Texas before this. So, um, definitely first time to this area and not my first redfish trip, but I'm definitely have not fished for redfish a lot. Yeah. So, uh, what'd you guys think about coming down here? Yeah. The whole experience kind of, yeah, I fished it. It sucked. (laughs) Don't, don't come. Don't come. (laughs) got him got him uh no i mean so i guess like one of the things that that i kind of because i've 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 noticed a lot of influx into the coastal regions of guys that have a big trout background who are you know they're they're ready to venture out and try something they fly fish for trout they want to try something different and they you know, oh, let's go down to the salt. Let's go try to catch a redfish. Um, so, kind of what what kind of similarities to that fishery? Like, would you guys like have you seen in terms of just anything? Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. Including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 
at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. It's it's not the same. Right. Even like at all. No. Because like, like not at all. Yeah. And so I think that's why people come. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a new thrill. You, I mean, every trout fisherman can remember like when they first like really got on them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of that same thrill coming down to the salt because it's like, shoot, like this is all sight fishing. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, it's, it's a new thrill. So I think that's why people will switch because it's like, okay, like I'm kind of bored with these. Yeah. Almost like that first thrill that you got from originally trout fishing or originally figuring out, you know, the bass fishery that you're on or whatever. Yeah. Same kind of thrill, like, oh man. But the, I would say, you know, some of the similarities between, you know, if, if you fly fish a ton back on the East Coast, it may not help you much. Mm-hmm. But at least Western fishing, where you're on these really big rivers making long casts with wind. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but like casting a fly rod in the wind is actually harder than casting it without the wind. I Actually, I'll be honest, fly fishing as much as I do along the Texas coast, when the wind dies, I start having problems. <laughs> And that and that's really weird. That's really like, that's, like, that's like big. you just get used. You get so used. To, I mean, not really, but you, you really get off. like yeah. you get so used to like. All right, it's blowing fifteen knots. We're gonna fish anyways because if yeah, it's, we're it's always blowing fifteen knots, and so you'll get out there on a calm morning, and it's like, wait, hold up, where do I? Okay, the wind's not there. <laughs> um, and then I guess, yeah, so for anybody that, like, is, is new, I, I should probably preface this a little bit for anybody that's new to me. Um, my trout fishing background is non-existent. The last time I caught a trout was a rainbow trout, and I was in high school fishing in Columbia, South Carolina. And I haven't... Well, there we are. That's, 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 <laughs> that's the extent it. of my trout, <laughs> trout fishing. Dang. Most of the fly fishing I did growing up was, was for bass and stuff, and then I kind of got away from it for a little bit, and when yeah. I came back, it was 100% redfish, saltwater. The, it, but definitely being like that western, being able to handle some wind and things, mm-hmm. some of that is similar. Um, and especially, I would say, streamer fishing out west. If you're, if you're a big streamer guy fishing the salt probably is going to be a little easier than if you're like a big dry fly guy. Yeah. So, um, definitely got some help this week from my streamer fishing experience, but past that, I mean, there's a lot of differences with, I mean, definitely the strip sets, Brian, the, It was one fish, okay. Hey, you still, caught, you still caught it. I wish so. I had footage to see how many of those those misses were were right. due to trout sets. And, but he's, oh, he still you're caught. Gonna, the f- you're going to get away with it because the footage isn't there. He still caught the fish, so I don't yeah, know what your one, problem is. Yeah, that's where I wish I had the footage of the ones he missed, <laughs> so I could say like, like "Well, we would have caught all those if somebody wasn't trout setting the whole time." Mm. Right. Well, <laughs> right, right, sure, do, sure. Do we need to go sure, there? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, I don't think my mom's gonna listen to this. So, <laughs> so, anyways, besides point. But the uh, yeah, there there's some there's definitely some some similarities. If yeah. in uh, one of the things that I try to do, I unfortunately did not get to do it before this trip. But um, throwing heavier rods, like if you do live in other parts of the of the country that you know eight weight plus, mm-hmm. well, I guess maybe sevens. Cause we use quite a bit of seven weights this week. 
Yeah, that's like, just a personal. Like yeah. most, most, like if you come down and you're gonna go with a guy, like he's gonna have an eight weight. Eight weight, hundred percent. So he's gonna have an eight weight. If if you are from a part of this country that doesn't throw an eight weight rod very often, then you definitely could practice that cast in your yard with a, like a crab pattern or something that's got yeah. a little bit of weight to it. Be able to practice that anywhere in the country. But then when you come down here, you're you kind of got a leg up on on the fishing. When you guys are, I guess, along the lines of an eight weight rod too. When you guys are are casting streamers, how much, like, how fast is the action on the rods you guys use? Well, it That's, depends on the person. Yeah, it's more personal I preference because we are polar opposites on yeah. that. Yeah, because most, most, like, especially down here, like, you got to have a fast action, which is a That's lot stiffer. Like. He a likes lot, a slower yeah. action. So, if it's not, if it's not windy, right. if it's not too windy, I still prefer the slower yeah. action rod. Whatever your G Loomis seven weight is. Yeah. Whatever that rod is, is what that I want. Is, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. No, that is. I don't think it's I slow. It's not slow. No, it's not. No. Yeah. No. I, I actually, though, am still really impressed by how much, how fast the action is on that TFO rod. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a mangrove coast. I liked it. But that like, can, it, the G Loomis has some sort of. It's just other yep. feeling. It, to mm-hmm. it. It's almost like I'm casting spells with that rod out there. <laughs> We should have never learned about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I clicked that button when I was messing around with it. <laughs> no, I mean, so like... Well, we, we didn't answer your question. We do like the Texas coast. Like, oh, yeah. I was talking to sure. him about it today. Yeah. Like, the the numbers are definitely here. Like, there, yeah. there are so... like, So I thought like a while ago when there was that big fish kill mm-hmm. over here, like this place was just... It was destroyed. The from what I've from what I've seen and and I haven't targeted sea trout a lot, so I can't really speak to that. Sea trout got the worst of it, and redfish. They're a hardy bunch of fish, so when it came to that, like I know there was a bunch of really good sized sea trout that we lost, as long as a lot of the little ones. Um, I think the the redfish are so used to dealing with quick changes in weather, so yeah. like. When we fish for them in the winter time, early in the day when it's still cold, they're going to be in, in a little bit deeper water. And as the day warms up, they're going to come out onto mud flats and stuff where they can warm up. And then as night falls, they're going to move back towards the deeper water. So they're a lot more used to moving around on the flat throughout the day, whereas a trout is going to stay towards that edge in those yeah. sand pockets mm-hmm. where it's you know a foot to yeah. three feet of water. And he's not going to like, oh, let me go find six feet of water and go down to the bottom he's gonna be like no this is where i hang out wow it's really cold i should probably move but this is where this is where i like to be so i'm just gonna stay right here (laughs) and then yeah yeah true like oh shit it's 20 degrees (laughs) (laughs) maybe this was a bad idea (laughs) no so i and and i'm i'm actually along with the fish kill like i'm curious this winter when the water cleans up a little bit to start looking for trout to kind of see how, how much of a difference there is. But in terms of the redfish, like the ones that I've been catching this year, the ones that we caught while you guys were down here, they're all got big old bellies on them. They're really healthy. They're great looking fish. A lot of color. Like they are good. They look like they're in good shape. And I was definitely impressed with just how much life was on the flats and, and 
in the areas that we were fishing because there were there was obviously so much bait we we didn't get to see a ton of the bait but you know it's there yeah that we saw a bazillion crabs and we saw a lot of other fish yeah so yeah this this place is awesome definitely wasn't super different adam turned to me he's like this is the most red fish i've ever seen (laughs) yeah for sure no it definitely like if you're new to fly fishing for redfish like it kind of helps because you get a lot of opportunities for sure because that's the most frustrating thing is if you're if you're going to spend the time and effort and energy to go do a salt trip and then not even you know have some good shots or see fish or whatever i mean you're going to get frustrated by that so like like i grew up i grew up red fishing in south carolina around charleston right and you had to know what the tide was doing and you had to know as that tide was coming in or going out where the fish are going to be. And it's not like they're not going to be in the same place as the tide coming in as, as when the tide's coming out. And they might not be in the one Creek that you thought they were going to be in that day. And if they're not there, unless you know the area well enough to where you can pick up and move and it's someplace really close, like that's your day. Yeah. You're just in trouble there. And so like the guys that are doing that, like I have, mad respect for them because they have spent so much time on the water figuring out where those fish are going to be what they're you know for 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 not just the tide you got the tide the wind the weather like everything and then they know where the fish are going to be at what time and where to go and then if they're not there like they know where to go next so the guys are like in those areas that are consistently catching like dude that's yeah, uh, they're a real deal. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. want to say like it. It takes. It's easy or anything here, but it definitely takes some of those factors away. Yeah, like the tide, like what you were talking yeah. about. Like the tides here really didn't change this whole trip, and it no. definitely wasn't dangerous levels by any means, like it can be in Char- in that Charleston area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about um, getting but, your boat yeah, getting stuck boat or, stuck or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which when when I fished myself out of that area, I was like, oh crap. Yeah, like. I, yeah. I, I was, too, because I, I wasn't getting to spend a ton of time there, I was personally really scared of bringing my own boat to that area because I, did, I didn't want to push into something that I was not going to be able to get back yeah. out of. So, it, No, and like the, the last time that I fished um, down around Hilton Head, we were bailing out of areas probably too soon because I was worried mm-hmm. about that. And it might have been like, oh, you're fine. Like, cause you'll see, you'll, you, you can watch it drop. Like, it's oh, dropping yeah. so that you can watch it drop. But a lot of those creeks, you know, they might hold three feet of water. But if you don't know that, right, right, you're, you're getting out of there. Yeah. But here you could definitely be able to explore a little more yeah. and be on the safe side of things. Yeah. A, a lot easier. So, de- Definitely, I think this is a much more inviting place yeah. to come yes. to come hang out, come come give your hand at saltwater fishing if you haven't. And I think you have probably from especially what I've seen from the other places I've been, it, you have the best shot of of catching a fish because yeah. you're going to have more shots at fish yeah. throughout like, the day. We could have waited yesterday, like only oh, waited God. and caught like a hundred. We caught more fish out of the boat. Yeah. yesterday than we caught in the entire trip in the boat and that's like for me personally like i know that there's for me like what we did yesterday is one of the one of the things that i love to do and it's yeah. something that like if if you watch enough rough logs you'll see like i kind of preach it of like if you're in an area and you see fish and they're staying really far away from the boat and you can tell like the boat's putting pressure on them park the boat and get out yeah get i out mean of I, I you guys didn't have them 
and I knew like where we were going to be fishing the whole time. We didn't need them, but I keep a pair of boots in my boat just for that situation. So I can throw them on and go everywhere that I've saltwater fish in the past has been sand flats. Yeah. So I've never spent the time, had the need to purchase like the flat sneakers that we talked about or the, you know, the saltwater wading boots, but definitely going to have a pair. Not that I really need, I didn't need them yesterday either. I was fine yesterday, but Definitely next time I come back, I'll have a pair of like wading shoes or some something better than yeah. just some chacos yeah. for, for walking around yeah. here. So one of the things that uh, that you guys did experience is one of the challenges that, that we do kind of face around here was um, you guys were set to come in on Monday. Oh, yeah. And we had Tropical Storm Nicholas decided to come and visit. Sunday, Monday. No, it visited on Sunday. You called me and told me that Nicholas was coming over to your house. And I was yeah. Like, Who, who's Don't Nicholas? And why like, would, you should worry about it. Why would that mess up my fishing? Right. What's so, Nicholas doing? So one of the things that, that happens around this time of year along the Texas coast is we start having... it's You're paused. One of the things that starts happening this time of year along the Texas coast is we get tropical storms and hurricanes will come rolling through. And what they'll do is they dump a bunch of water into all of our bays and and lagunas and everything. And we don't have a large tide cycle, so it'll take a month, two months. You mean you you guys might come back in November and it's just starting to get to normal level again? So the water does not move in and out a lot. But one of the things that happens is when it dumps all that water is the fish are, you know, they're not going to be in the same place. So that was kind of one of the issues we had the first couple of days is the fish were still trying to figure out what to do with all the new water. And yep. towards the end here, like they've started to settle out and they started to figure out, okay, we can go into some of these places that we couldn't beforehand. Well, one of the things that you mentioned earlier, uh, or I guess that we mentioned earlier about some of the some of the difficulties with it, I guess whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, is that it seems like every day that I saltwater fish is a little different versus maybe every day that I trout fish could be probably about the same. Mm-hmm. If the weather's good, time of year's good, like if you go Monday and you go Tuesday, those fish are going to be in the same freaking place. They're, they're going to, like as long as there hasn't been a big storm or something totally different happens, like a tailwater changes the water level, Monday and Tuesday are going to be the same day. Yeah. You, like nothing should really be different. Versus here it's like man, you got the the sun matters, the cloud cover matters, the wind matters, the way the wind's pushing matters because of where the fish are. I just feel like if you're looking for to really to take like your your fishing game to the next level, it this is like hands down the best place that I've seen to do it because you can eliminate a couple of those other factors right. that could maybe be a little tricky. Where, you know, like we just said, you're only worried about the wind directions for like where that's pushing the bait, what side of the flat the fish might be on versus, okay, well, the tide is coming this way, plus the wind's going this way. And it's just so much more to try to try to piece together. Yeah. No, like we, I fished Louisiana where the, the, uh, the wind actually kept the tide from coming in. Yes. And yes. it's completely like we, Zach and I were fishing out there and we had this awesome game plan and the wind kept all the water from coming in that we needed to like complete the game plan. And we hmm. almost got the boat stuck and it was yep. all we could do to get out of there. Oh, we were talking about Nicholas, but sorry. Right. 
Sorry. So, <laughs> so <laughs> tangent. So Nicholas came in, and you guys all got delayed coming in for a day or two. Yep. And then finally made it in, and I think the first day we get on the water, and no, when you came in, I made you come with me to go look at what the water level's at. Yeah. And yep. I just remember looking at it going, oh my God, my whole plan is just, oh, it's, it's out, high. there it goes. Because, and I kind of had a feeling that what I had been doing for the last two weeks wasn't going to work with you guys because just, Brian I knew how much, because <laughs> I knew you guys were going to start high sticking and taking 40 false casts just <laughs> right. to get one to fly 10 feet. <laughs> and then you were going to trout set. Is that 5X tippet that you got? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Good. So. Good. Yeah. You don't need that. Yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I did have some bad casts. Yeah. Some really bad casts. I mean, I spent all of today bopping redfish on the head. I mean, yeah. That's, so. that's a way to do it. It's just one of those things that you're just going to have to live with that you're never going to get good at casting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. just go ahead. If you just adopt that <laughs> mentality right now, your life's going to be a lot better for you. You can get better than you are at casting. Mm. Not you, maybe. Oh, okay. Thanks. One theoretically could get better than they are at casting, but not good at casting. No, but but so Nicholas dumped a bunch of water and uh, we actually like we were it was it was it was tough because of any time a major storm system comes through like fish are going to take shelter. I I would be willing to bet out west like you get a storm front that rolls through like it messes with the fish. Yes. Any I sure. mean it's just fishing. You get a big yep. storm front that rolls through anywhere, it's going to mess with the fishing. Yep. And the downside is 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 I don't I, I don't have the experience, the 10 15 years experience of watching these storms roll through and then fishing right after them to be like, okay, they're going to be doing this, they're going to be here. This one was good for me because I actually learned a lot personally about this is what we need to be doing right after a storm in terms of what the fish are going to be doing. I've, I yeah. think one of the, one of the things that's interesting for me to think about is I kind of like to simplify down fishing to like, you know, a redfish is mostly predatory, right? It's not mm -hmm. like it's eating. It's not like a carp that eats grass off the bottom, right. right? It's, it's a predatory fish looking for, for food. Right. That's no different to me than a trout or a bass is a predatory fish that's looking for food. So it's kind of interesting to me that, you know, you think about where the fish, where the prey is, whether it's a crab, a shrimp, or a bait fish for a redfish, is kind of going to be a similar mentality to just, okay, where is the bait or the, be it a small little bug or a really, or a, another fish mm -hmm. in a river fishing for trout. Yeah. And I mean, that was one of the things that I dev, I mean, like, like I said, like I learned a lot fishing right after this storm personally is when we, we had access to a lot of water that I haven't had a chance to fish this year yet because the water's been so low. Yeah. And we, we went and checked out some places and those, some of those places we checked out are some of, in my opinion, the coolest, funnest places to go catch fish. But like you said, the little crabs and shrimp weren't really back there. We found mullet, but yeah. mullet, move a lot quicker than a crab or a shrimp's going to move. And every time we got back there, we, we would find, you know, you're going to find the one or two. I, I feel like redfish have like a scouting team that they send in like, Hey, go check out that bay and uh, let, 
tell us tell us if, what's up. Tell us if there's some yeah. food in there. They in there. And and so we saw a couple, but like every time we got out of those kind of back backer areas that that I do love, like we we got back into fish. Yeah, we really didn't see a ton of fish this week that were in super skinny water. We caught like two. Maybe that were two in, that were pretty skinny. Like that last one, last oh, redfish yeah, yeah. yesterday yep. was in skinny water. That was a skinny water fish. And then like sure. maybe one that you were, I don't know, Yeah, one of y'all caught. I remember another one. But yeah, you're right. A lot yeah. of them, they were just sitting a hair deeper than, yeah. than probably what we all thought they yeah. would be. But just being able to adapt. To, right. You know, kind of think through, if you're not finding fish, think through. Why am I not finding fish? Yeah. Not just, well, heck, I'm not finding fish. This day's a bust. I'm going to go home. You know, it's just, yeah. why? Yeah. Like, just and keep that, asking yourself. And that, that. and that, and that kind of like, it, it kind of rolls back into to something you mentioned earlier about like the DIY and the experience and like the amount of time you got to spend on the water learning just not, not just like where the fish like to be, but also where they like to be for certain conditions. That's why, like, if, if, if you do reach out and you're like, Hey, where were you guys fishing? Like one, especially in the salt, like if, if you were to ask me like, Hey, where, where were you fishing with, with Adam and Bryant? And I would tell you, it doesn't matter. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to be a dick, but I'm trying to, I'm telling you that because it doesn't matter because the conditions have changed. Yeah. So you, even if I told you where that was, which I'm not going to, but even if I told, even if I was to tell somebody like, oh, we were fishing in spot X, like that doesn't mean the fish are there. Just go ahead and send over a DM, uh, and we'll give you the login to Pete's <laughs> Onyx. To my Onyx. <laughs> um, we'll give you the login. Uh, you don't have to do anything, any sort of work. You don't have to give anything back to anything, but Pete will give you his login for the Onyx yeah. so that you can go in and download all of it. Right. Because he's a nice guy like that. Nope. <laughs> There's limits to my niceness. <laughs> I told you guys at one point, we were talking a little bit on the boat about, you know, spots and, and fishing and this area and everything. And I told you guys at one point, I said, if you ever want to figure out kind of, and I'm probably giving away secrets I shouldn't, but if you ever really want to figure out like saltwater fishing for, for like sight casting to redfish, like all you really need to do is, 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 find a ramp and then look within 50 miles 30 honestly like honest to goodness most boats do 30 so i'd say 15 miles of that ramp and start looking for places that have skinny water i mean if you're sight casting to a fish you're not sight casting to them in three feet of water or especially i know guys that are really successful on foot getting away from boat ramps yeah as well is yeah. a is a good tactic actually you know what's funny is one of the spots we did fish at. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. It is really close to a boat ramp. 
But it's one of the spots that like is so close to a boat ramp that people are like, oh, don't go there. Everybody goes there. Of course, then five boats rolled up on it while they we were did. sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a but, cool, like, that's kind of a good tactic too. Like, at least back home, there yeah. there are some places that I fish that mm-hmm. are in the middle, like, of the most public yeah. areas, like, where everyone goes on the weekend. And it's because it's, like, it's so public, it almost makes it pretty exclusive because like they're going there for another reason they're going there to go hang out on a beach or like go swim or go play in a waterfall and it kind of makes it because there's that other activity that's there it kind of like covers up like hey there's there's you should bring your your (laughs) fly rod there yeah yep don't go there there's gonna be a bunch of people playing in the in the beach oh i I fished there it sucked but if you go about twenty feet down, no, there's there's one of the guys that I that I work with who tells me the story about he he fly fishes up in Alaska, and he's got a spot that he fishes where he'll pull up to it's they, there's a bridge they get off and then he pulls up to the bridge and there's always said there's always like ten or fifteen guys fishing right at the bridge and he'll be like hey how's it going how are you guys doing and oh we're not catching anything we're not catching anything we're not catching anything so, oh man that that sucks. And he'll grab his fly rod and he'll walk like a half mile, two miles up the stream and just slam. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's, I, I think like one of the first bits of advice when I got into fly fishing was I was wade fishing. Like I didn't have a boat, so I was wade fishing a bunch. And one of the first pieces of advice that I was told was just keep walking. Yeah. Yeah. Just get away from just the people. Keep walking. That's the and, name of the game. And that's, I mean, even if you have a boat, like, just keep pulling. It's a, like if you if you're fishing the salt and you want to learn the salt, I, I've heard it before. It's something I firmly believe in. The best way to learn how to saltwater fly fish is a 22 foot pole, and it's called a push pole. And that's how you're going to learn how to saltwater fly fish. Now, that's not going to help you land fish, but that's going to help you learn where all the fish are. And that's I mean that's the first step. It, there's definitely some. I mean, flies are important and some mm-hmm. of the technique and obviously for the most important thing I think is casting. But to me, if you can find fish, yeah. they're willing to eat. Not the ones Generally, today. the ones Jesus. today were, were, were different. But at least generally what I've found is if you can find the fish, the chances of you catching them are probably pretty good. Yeah, I've, I've always had issues catching fish that I, that I can't find. Yes. Yeah, definitely makes it a lot tougher. Yeah, I guess that might not have been the most insightful thing i've ever said <laughs> but <laughs> i mean if you can't find the fish you're not going to catch the fish so i mean start with step one yeah. but at least the good part for me is that i i generally when i'm red fishing i feel like if i can make a pretty decent cast mm-hmm. at a fish and i've got a fly on there that makes sense they're probably going to eat it yeah so or a shitty cast. I mean, or maybe even a shitty cast. Like sometimes you, those those work out really well. They did. Yeah, they did this trip. Surprises them. It's a it's a different tactic. Yeah, you, terrible cast. Trout set. Land a fish. Land a fish. That's what you do. Yes. Piss peed off that it worked and move <laughs> I on. I didn't even notice at the time. It wasn't until this morning when I was like, I was going through GoPro footage because I didn't want to save you know a thousand gigabytes of footage. And I was like, let me find the the uh, the shots where where we caught fish. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, did he just trout set? 
Nope. No re- way. Re- rewind. Brian, Brian knows better than the trial set. Let me rewind. And I watched it again. I was like, ah, I think Adam's in the way. Wait. So I went frame by frame, and the hand never came back. Wait. Did I land that fish or what? You did. <laughs> but there's a few. I mean, what happened to the fish before my, that? Well, that was something different. Oh, Wait, the was leader that, snapped. That was our, <laughs> that was a leader problem. That was our our pro fly tire leader maker. Okay, failed us. It wasn't me though. Who was that? You? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we used any flies that I tied. And by I don't we think. mostly well, I think almost everything we at least that I threw was R and D pattern. Yeah, we did. For, but for what? Oh, for for the fly company that I am. What's that? Tell us about that. Yeah, oh. Tell us about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you like to plug your company at this point? Yeah, yeah, sure. If you like, if you, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. If you want. Zoom. To. Why did you give us this power? <laughs> uh, so I uh, myself p- part of the uh, the sh- the short bus diaries crew. That if you've seen, <laughs> if you've seen the short bus diaries, you know Steven as well. He's kind of one of the other characters. Uh, they call him the Gremlin or the or Hobo Steve as a character he plays. Anyways, <laughs> he and I own a fly company called Blue Line uh, Blue Line Co. Blue Line Flies. You can find us on the internet. And uh, so one of the biggest reasons that I am here today, Bryant kind of set all this me. up. Pete was kind enough to host all of it. One of the reasons that I decided that I had to be time, here. Time out. Let's be honest. Pete's wife decided to host oh, us. Yeah. Pete's Pete's lovely wife, yeah. Lindsay, decided that Who's she was amazing going to help and us we out. love her. She's awesome. Yes. Very awesome. Okay. Kind of lady. She's, she's gonna insane. listen to this. Resume. Well, whatever. Resume. <laughs> Anyways, Lindsay said that we could come over and play with Pete. <laughs> <laughs> My wife said that I could go play with Pete. So, um, I just showed up. Brian's mom said it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, but uh, we are wanting to come out, or not wanting, we're going to come out with some uh, a whole line of redfish products. We get a lot of questions about redfish. Uh, we kind of definitely feel like we've we focused on bass, we focused on trout. We're going to continue focusing on both of those, but. I really wanted to bring out more of a saltwater line of flies mm-hmm. that are general purpose, just good for the salt, good minnow patterns, but then a, f- a few probably specific redfish flies that that we're pretty interested to bring out. So that's mostly what I threw while we were here. So one of the questions that that I haven't that I'm that I am curious to the answer to is how much, and we didn't throw any, but how much similarities to some of the stuff that we were using, not necessarily that you tied, but just uh, in general, everything that we used, what similarities do you see between some of those in like, let's say your, your small mouth, your small mouth flies. Mm. Pretty big difference between a lot of the small mouth stuff I use because they're bait fish patterns more so like in the bigger and the trout streamers, they're bigger and they're bigger. I threw a lot bigger stuff for small mouth trout. We're imitating like gizzard shad, which is like, yeah, yeah, bigger, yeah, much yeah. bigger Massive. shad. I got you. Um, the a lot of the stuff that was re- that they were really on this week were like those little toads, kind of yeah. the, the toad flies, mm-hmm. not an actual toad, but no, 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 it's uh, a- <laughs> kind of the toad flies, yeah. and as well as like those crab patterns were crushing it the other day. Yeah, yeah, no, so, those, those mesh crabs. Yeah, 
there was something special about that fly that morning. Yeah. Yeah. But no, those like I've used some that are similar um, to that and I don't use them all the time. And I, and I don't use them all the time, honestly, because they they normally are a little more yeah expensive for the result that you get. But they do crush. Yeah, like you throw one of those, and and most I I well we did see it this morning. The fish. Well, no, yeah, we didn't get a hit yeah. on them this morning. But normally, like you throw those, especially if you get into like a mud flat situation, you start throwing right. those crabs. Like no, they're gonna. Yeah, no, they're gonna. A, a black drum will come halfway across the state to crush a a good looking crab fly. Yeah, we saw that, but. As far as the minnow patterns that I did tie, we ended up not fishing them a ton. Yeah. Um, we kind of were fishing something a little different that was a little flashier. But uh, some of the minnow patterns are pretty similar to like mm-hmm. a small, small mouth pattern that you would see. You know, a, a, a small streamer that you could easily maybe even throw in like a five weight at home. The ones I use. The ones you use. Yeah. Um, versus a lot of the stuff I'm fishing at home is like four, four to six inches of fly. Which, as we saw, was too big for no. what we were doing today. No, that's yeah, that's way too big this week. So, um, yeah, as far as far as the flies go, I really didn't see. There's not a whole lot of overlap. So, if you're coming down from smallmouth world, buy some flies. You're gonna have to buy a whole new run yeah. of flies. The good news is that I, I think, I mean, I didn't, I don't have a bazillion R and D patterns. Yeah. I mean, I only, we only really threw maybe six flies. And even then, I would say probably four flies, but maybe some of them had two colors yeah. that we did. No, we, we'll go through spells. Like, if you get a steady, constant tide level and weather pattern, for you won't change flies for, like, I was fishing with one of my buddies, and he had been using the same fly for, like, it was the fourth trip. Yeah. And eventually, like, we weren't checking the leader enough and we broke the leader mm, on it because that'll happen. Well, I but think that happened to us on Brian's that did happen. fly, <laughs> but Sad. no, it, it is, it is like down here, you figure out what's working and you don't need to change. Right. For right. weeks. But definitely like finding those fish that are really f- cruising that flat, you, you know, you might throw a different fly than the fish that are just kind of hanging out or especially if they're tailing and you're yeah. going to drop it on them. Oh, so the, fl- the flies that you're, the the fish movement might mm-hmm. even tell you more so than what the bait, right? But you know, if the fish are just fl- really active cruising through there, yeah, you're probably going to need to use something that you can strip, mm-hmm. so that you can still lead that fish and then strip onto you know strip past them or whatever. Yeah, versus a fish if you just find it tailing is might want a shrimp or a crab more so than a fish you just. You know, a bait fish flying past its face. So. Yeah, and that's where, like, like when when you were asking me about flies and stuff to bring, I, I was telling you, like, you want something that if you're stripping it, it'll look like a minnow, and if you have to let it drop, it's going to look like a crab trying to get down in the grass. Right. And that's a lot of what we use is stuff that one second it looks like a minnow, you let it drop, and it looks like a crab. Yeah, like the where the head is kind of mm-hmm. the bushy, fuzzy, yep. like kind of a little bigger, but then maybe has that like tail with yeah. the rubber legs and stuff. Yeah. So if it sits and that tail is just kind of going with the legs, you know, kind of movement, or you could if you're really stripping that thing and it's that tail kind of gets going like that yeah. through the water. Oh, there we go. It. Uh, <laughs> Did I mention that we just got all? I just got all this, and I'm still trying to make sure it works right. <laughs> 
There Sorry, we go. Guys. Yeah, you need a sturdier microphone. Sorry for, me. for you your ears. Anyways, so but uh, yeah, so v- very different kind of kind of flies, but but honestly, I don't. I, you definitely, if you are coming from the smallmouth world down here, you don't need a bazillion flies no. to start fly fishing. It's not like you. It's not like looking at your trout flies and being like, "Holy crap, I've got to buy all of this again." No, when I when I first got into it, I think I went and spent way too much money on flies, and half of them. No, that's not fair. Probably. 75 to 90 percent of them have never seen the water yeah yeah like you just pretty much you figure out like what works and then you start using stuff that's similar and then you start getting into okay let me use smaller let me use bigger let me use you know and then there's a couple like ringers that you have in your box of just like okay let me just throw this but like it's not super uh crazy i guess on the topic of flies too if you if you're listening to this coming from the trout world you know you know them there's the entomology and all the stuff that you might need to try to imitate, like the caddis. And then there's, that's just one of the bugs on the river that those trout might be looking at. And you've got them from the bottom, the middle, and the top of the yeah. water column. So that's a lot of flies that you've got to have all right there. Plus trout fishing, you lose a lot of flies because you're throwing them in trees like we do. Or you're getting hung up on the bottom or whatever. Coming out here, you know, one of the things that I think is kind of interesting that I think of a little bit more is tying the exact same fly, but with different weight levels. Yeah. Just depending upon how spooky the fish are, how deep that fish is sitting, if it's tailing versus if it's cruising, that same fly might be the same fly that I want to use, but the weight needs to be adjusted. So it's not even as much as the fly selection, I think. Once you get kind of a, a body set at least as a fly tire you kind of like this body you like the look and the shape and the colors then you might just need to go tie two or three with you know super heavy medium heavy no weight or something like that i think i tripped you up a little bit because i because we'd been fishing a lot of low water up till you guys came so i was starting to tie the little bit that i do tie i was starting to tie everything weightless yeah because anything past that you're you're sitting on the you're sitting in you know right. a foot of grass and the last few days it's definitely been like you need some weight and then even today it was like we need we need more we weight yeah. we need a lot of weight we today and it still they right done us dirty they did us dirty yeah so you have anything to add to that flies i don't know fishing the only yeah. thing i use is blue line flies <laughs> that's it that's a lie I had no, no seriously. I get a package in the mail from these guys, and mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of flies. And like, I, I never have to go to a fly shop. Make friends with someone who owns like a fly company. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, go. Just make it. friends with someone who owns a fly it's, company. It's like all it's all the B list fly. Like it's not like you, they're all the ones you, that are messed up. Give me up. some good ones, like. Okay. Yeah, we don't. We don't. If you want to use the the ones that don't make the cut to get sold, make friends with someone that owns yes. a fly tie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You you get a lot of R and D stuff and okay. a lot of. I will shout out these guys because they've made two of my favorite flies, which would <laughs> both we agreed this week would both crush for redfish. Yeah. The conjurer, the, and the tickle monster. <laughs> Neither of those are out yet. They're not out yet. They're coming. They're coming out. I'm shouting it out because I that's the only thing I want to fly fish with. So do I get? <laughs> am I going to get any of those? No. Okay. The, you can't. We're not back. friends yet. They're oh, both. Right. <laughs> they're both kind of hard to make. It's like it's like double. 
<laughs> it's like double or triple jointed. Or conjurer's like five or six. Yeah, the conjurer's got like five pieces to it. I, I the tickle love, monster has three. I love y'all's fly names. Who who came up with those two names? You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so kind of in conclusion, if you're coming from fresh water, what is some tips DIY? Like, what would you suggest? Like, I, I'm I want to come down. Like, what what are some suggestions that you guys would 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 pass on? So this is the this is the same suggestions that we have with freshwater. Mm-hmm. Is that you need to get a guide number one, and I I say that because they spend I mean they spend almost the whole year on the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of these guys do, and so they know it like the back of their hand. And then Adam can echo off that. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't mean, he, and I don't it, correct me if you're if I'm wrong here, but it doesn't mean get a guide for your entire trip. Maybe the first necessarily, time. but the first day that you go out, I would grab a guide. Yeah, whether and even if you're bringing a boat or not, you know, even if you're just coming down to wade fish, it'd be fun to fish with a guide for a day. Just pick his brain for all of the information, all the questions. Oh, yeah. Even make a list of the stuff that you know, of questions you might have. It gives but you then, a base. He's not going to exactly. tell you the secrets, but it's going to no. give you a base. Right. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to take what this guy told me. And then next time I'm going to do it like a DIY trip. Yeah. And yeah. every, every fish you catch, I mean, I know we, we just said, you know, every, each day is probably different for but fishing. But it gives you a baseline. Definitely get a baseline for, okay, I caught this redfish out of like some grass yeah. flat, a mud flat, it some deeper water, super shallow water. Gives you something the rest of that week that you're there to kind of look for the water that is similar to fish that yeah. you caught already. You know, that, and that's one of the that things like like I've always done, like whenever I use a guide, like I've always like one of the questions I always ask is like constantly asking is why this spot? Yeah, why are we? Doing why this, this fly? Yeah. Why are we doing this? What what's the deal with this? Yeah, see what kind of it gives you a good idea of what yeah. kind of flies that guide likes, where he likes to go, and most guides likely, I mean, they're going to understand. Hey, I'm down here on a trip, but yeah. you know, I got you for a day. Uh, I, I'd love to just kind of you know yeah. kind of pick your brain for this, and they're going to be open to that, or at yeah. least they should. They should be. And then I would, all, and I'm sure your guide would know plenty of good spots to get out and wait as well, and maybe even point you to maybe yeah. one or two good public access areas, a good beach that you could park at, walk at, and start mm-hmm. start doing that yourself. So, my number one thing, if you are coming, would be grab a guide for the first day. Yeah, number two would be once you have that guide, once you had that experience, once you learn kind of the general things about saltwater. You need to look at maps. Yep. You need yep. to find areas you think, judging on that past experience with the guide, you need to look at maps and you need to figure out where is going to be like a shallow place I can go and I can stock fish on foot. Yep. And I can tell you too, like, especially if you're going to come down to the Texas coast and do that, Google Maps is helpful but it's not perfect. And and that's where like it kind of circles back to like spending a lot of time walking yep. and walking. Yep. And and that's also where like going with a guide and asking them like why and where and how and what we're doing and getting those more detailed answers of what you're doing I think is yeah. is super sure. beneficial especially if you're DIY after. There are so many rivers back sure. home or creeks back home that I don't fish because I've been there and I'm like this is awful. Yeah. 
There's a lot. That's the only way you're going to learn it, though. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like, it looks good on Google Maps, but, but I show yeah. up, and it's like, this is terrible. This is not yeah. where I want to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, great points. I've got I've got two more. The first one for me, I think, is practice. You're yeah. casting yes. with an eight weight before you show up. Don't, don't rely on your guide to fix your casting for salt water. No. You are going to have to deal with wind that you probably do not have at your house. Yeah. And, and like leading fish too was the biggest thing for me. Yep. Because on on a trout river, yeah, like, there's no leading. It's hey, cast by that rock, and then you yeah need to hit picking that apart. Spot. Like if you give me some structure to fish around, I can fish around that structure. Yeah. But like leading a fish by a couple of feet, like yeah. I'm I'm not as good at that. Right. Right. That's a to me. I think that's a that is a really big one. Yeah. And and when you say practice, like I'm gonna go a little bit more into that. Like when 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 Adam says practice. Not just like practice, like, oh, I can put a cast out. Like, you should be able to get a 60 foot cast out with two false casts. And that's something you can practice at yeah. your house. You never, ever would have to leave your yard, no. street, private, you know, little public area of your apartment complex, yeah. even. You could do that without traveling anywhere and then and learn to do that cast. On top of that, your 10 to 30 foot game needs to be on point. Yeah. Your, your short game needs to be on point because yes. while you're going to get those long casts, like I mean, how many fish did you guys see that were sitting within five feet of the boat? And you're like, oh. a few actually like the most we saw was today, but they yeah. were down. Yeah. 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 Those ones were, <laughs> yeah. This was like aquarium fish. that were just like, <laughs> Hey, Oh, that's a boat. But pra- nice. Practice your cast for sure mm-hmm. is, is one of my biggest ones. Cause the salt is so humbling. If you've never gone to it or even if you have salt water fished, you need to practice those casts. Don't spend this much money. I mean, not that it's a ton of money, but still, you might be driving. You might be driving a few hours. You know, you you may have to buy you an eight weight, but it's the time too. I mean, you know, the time that you're going to spend is yeah. going to be well better spent if you could cast. Because yeah, imagine oh, yeah. how frustrated oh, you're yeah. going to be when oh, you find that sure. fish and you're like, "Holy yeah. crap, here he is!" Yeah. and you can't reach him. Yeah, so. Make sure that you can cast. My my second one from from there is set your expectations differently than freshwater fishing, because if you come and you think that you're going to catch a bunch of fish, well, hopefully you do, but the chances are is that you're not going to just catch. Like a good day trout fishing is a, a few fish. Like a, I'm pretty happy if I caught a fish that day, saltwater fishing. And even if I understand that it's tough and I was by myself, like really trying to figure some stuff out, catching a fish on a, on the entire trip would be a win for me. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's different numbers. And like, I feel like some trout days we could catch like 50 to 75 fish easy. Right. That's just cause we're so good though. But like, (laughs) well, like when I'm up there, but like (laughs) (laughs) when when I have Bryant, but like, uh, (laughs) So when I first came down to Southern Texas, mm-hmm. I had the most insane day of red fishing that I've ever had in my life. Redfish fishing. I mean, it was like, it was every bend. There was a fish tailing. There was a fish with his back out of the water. And I was like, this is the easiest thing <laughs> ever. What are these guys talking about? This I is easy. Like, this yeah. is the most easy thing ever. And like the guy I was with was really experienced with red fishing. He's like, dude, take this all in because this is the best red fishing day mm-hmm. I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I was like, 
I guess I will. Yeah. And I've been a dozen times since then. It's never been the same. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I don't know how I don't, I'm interested to see how you, how you feel about it because I feel like if we all caught a fish in a day, we had a, we had a pretty dang good day. Yesterday. I, yesterday was, a, was a great day to me. I think it was really, I mean, the drum, yeah. the drum. Yeah. <laughs> But at least it's still for me when I'm saltwater fishing and some of the other saltwater experiences yeah. that I've had is, you know, you catch one tarpon. I mean, that, that, that makes your trip. Yeah. I mean, those guys count like hook sets as right as a, like, as a fish. Like we, we jumped 10 tarpon. Right. It was the best day of our lives. Right. That's well, like musky fishing for us. Yeah, exactly. I had a follow. Oh, 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 it, was oh. The, it was the best month I've had yet. <laughs> I got a follow one. I saw one one day last year. So yeah, musky fishing's going good. But yeah, at least have, you're gonna have some DMs after that. Yeah, yeah. Where did you see that musky? Yeah, uh, oh, I'll, I'll send you a pin. <laughs> Actually, reach out to Pete. He's gonna yeah, have it's on it on my his Onyx. Onyx. Guys, I got all the musky spots on my Onyx. <laughs> what state is that in again? Yeah. <laughs> America. America. Um, but anyways, uh, lower lower your expectations. You're not gonna show up, and I mean, don't just get discouraged. Don't don't not catch a fish. Like if you even get if you see one that you get to cast at, I mean, that's still pretty good for, yeah. for where you might be at in your fishing saltwater fishing career half the battle too like what adam's saying is experience and like being able to see like you're going from freshwater your eyes not trained yeah no for seeing like i don't have the best vision when i'm out there but like it's way better than when i started yeah i was like where's the tail i don't <laughs> Huh? I don't what? see the thing. The redfish is not giving himself away easily. Can, can we God. find some better ones? <laughs> yeah. No, and it's I one was... of those, like, like I can tell you, like, if, especially with sight casting and, and expectations, what I would say is, like, first of all, when it comes to sight casting a redfish, you're not looking for a redfish. Mm. What what I what I kind of tell people when they come with me is, as as you're going with, with a guide or as you're on there and you're looking, study the bottom that you're on and then figure out what's different in that different shape or color or line. Cause a lot of times when we pick up fit, when I pick up a fish, it's not anything other than wait a second. That's a hard edge. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't belong. Yeah. That's a fish. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what you kind of have to train yourself to start looking for is that hard, that, that change yeah. in the bottom. Yes. That, that spine kind of gives it away. Yep. For for me, it's a, and I just from some of the other fish that I've done, it's the pushing water. Yeah, it's seeing you know kind of the the rhythmic of of the ocean, you know, the waves that are coming mm -hmm. in, and then seeing one little weird wave, and I'm like, whoa, something's right, That's something's not, right there, and then you kind yeah. of key in on that area, and then, and then maybe and then maybe see a fish. fourteen inch mullet. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's what but we're looking for. That's that's what you're after. But anyways, those those would be my my tips on. Yeah. If you're coming from freshwater fishing, you want to try salt water, give your hand at it. Those would be my tips. Yeah. I mean, echoing the first point, like you would have such an advantage if you got a guide for your first oh, trip. Right. Yep. Yep. Get a guide. The site, like we were talking about, like being able to pick things out, casting, Yep. leading fish. So yeah, I'll, get I'll, I'll plug my guides. Like, yep. yeah, get, yeah. get a guide the first day. Yeah, definitely. I know it might be a little more expensive, but for the frustration, it more of a learning experience, not a, not a fish catching experience, but spend that however much money that guide costs to just pick his brain for eight hours. Yeah. 
of or however I mean six to eight hours whatever God yeah, is but yeah. p- just pick his brain and f- you know just start getting it dialed in and you'll you'll get it there. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, we got to get these guys to the airport because they have to go back to Wherever. other places. Uh, <laughs> yep. If you guys haven't already, hit like, hit subscribe. Go check out the Short Bus Diaries. Next volume's coming out soon. I'm I'm actually kind of pumped yeah, for hopefully, it. Hopefully, end of, end of this yeah. year is kind of this holiday season is when we're expecting to have yeah. those out. Yep. And then uh, bluelineflies.com or whatever. I don't know. Are we doing that again? No. <laughs> we're not. Yeah, just just follow both of us on Instagram. Um, you'll see yeah. our names pop up here. And... Um, I'm going to leave a bunch of links down below so you guys can find all this stuff. Blue Line Co. Decent Flies. Yeah. We're Some a company. De- decent Flies. We're a company. We're a company. <laughs> the federal government recognizes us. Uh, since, or like, been, been in operation for like eight years, but if you ask the IRS, it's like three. Y'all's business model is so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> No, seriously, I'll leave some links down below so you guys can find these guys' Instagram. Uh, Bryant cr- crushes the fucking photo. And, I oh, try. Wait, I'm supposed to use that word on You're here. modest. Photo? You're, no, the other one. Fucking? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whoop. Hold up. <laughs> the, the, video, the videos and the photos, if you yeah. need some photo work or video work done, this is your guy. Yeah. He's, he's, extreme, he's too modest is what he is. Yeah. He kills Preach. it. And if you need any tips on audio... And you want some consulting done? You should you should really get into the audio consulting business. Free also. tips, email. <laughs> audio is kind of my thing. Yeah. So if you want an audio consultant, talk to Brian. Yeah. And if you want some good freshwater flies, talk to Adam. I'll leave it all so, down below. Uh, hit like, hit subscribe, all that stuff, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this much better audio quality podcast. <laughs> and uh, we'll do another one soon. Thank you guys. Thanks, See guys. You guys.